my dad had a company with his dad. So we have figured out a way in our family, it's been sort of seamless to blend personal life and work life. That's amazing. I feel like you don't hear that too often. What do you do when there's a disagreement? There never is a disagreement that raises to the level of like a big fight. There's definitely things that we will disagree. You know, I think we should do this next or Ken will say, I think we should do that next. That happens all the time. That's just normal. But one of us will give in or one of us will convince the other. It doesn't, we don't really get mad at each other about this kind of stuff. Being an entrepreneurista is about having an idea and following through with it. And that is exactly what former MSNBC TV host JJ Ramberg did when she grew Good Pods from an idea shared with her brother to a widely successful social podcasting app used by Kim Kardashian and Gwyneth Paltrow. JJ takes us through her unique journey that spans from hosting MSNBC's longest running show, Your Business, for which she interviewed some of the world's leading entrepreneurs, to launching Good Pods with the goal of democratizing podcast discovery. Do you ever feel like you spend more time looking for a podcast to listen to than actually hitting play? Tune in, this episode is for you. Coming up, You'll hear how a passion to find great podcasts led JJ and her brother to create Good Pods. JJ's journey from NBC News receptionist to becoming the host of MSNBC's Your Business. How JJ navigated launching a business alongside raising a family and hosting a TV show. How COVID-19 affected the launch of Good Pods. JJ's current favorite podcast to listen to what JJ does to balance her busy schedule while also spending quality time with her family, and the best advice JJ was ever given by a mentor. This is the Entrepreneurista Podcast, presented by Socialfly. It's the best business meeting you'll ever have with must-hear real-life looks at how leading women in business are getting it done. And what it takes to build and grow a successful company. It's beyond the gram. With no filters, no limits, and plenty of surprises. JJ, we are so excited to have a conversation with you today. We have been following you, your TV show, your career journey, and now you have launched this new business, Good Pods, which is an incredible platform. And we would love to learn more about, of course, your journey, but how did this platform, Good Pods, come to be? Uh, well, first of all, thank you so much for inviting me to be on your show. I followed you guys as well. So there's a mutual admiration society over here. So thank you for inviting me. Um, Good Pods is a new app we launched where you can follow friends and influencers to see what podcasts and specific episodes they're listening to. So think about Goodreads for podcasts or Instagram for podcasts, and you can follow people like you. I know, Stephanie, you're at Stephanie. I think at I can't remember exactly what your username is, actually. I think I'm at Steph Jill Carton. But if I could get at Stephanie, I, I, maybe I want to change it. That. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. There's another at Stephanie. You're right. It's funny. When we launched, I called my friend Jen, and I was like, go quick. Get at Jen before anyone else does. <laughs> but you can follow you guys. You can follow Kim Kardashian, Gwyneth Paltrow, Malcolm Gladwell, all these really interesting people to see what they're listening to. I love that idea. How did you come up with it? 
There were two reasons. One is I love podcasts. And so as a user, I found it really hard to discover new things. So I would be, you've probably had this experience, right? You'd be getting ready to go for a run. I'd have, let's just say 40 minutes. And I would literally spend 20 of those minutes scrolling through my phone, (laughs) trying to figure out something new to listen to. And so I'd inevitably end up texting a friend or my brother and saying, what are you listening to? And I'd have to wait for the text to come back. And so I wanted to find a way to make that more efficient. Like, why can't I just see a list of what they're listening to and press play or see a list and bookmark something for later? And so as a user, that's why I started Good Pods. But I also had a podcast when I was at NBC News and it was backed by NBC News, which was a big machine. And so it did well, but I thought, I'm so lucky. I have this backing. I have a television show and this big company behind me. But what if I didn't have all of this? How in the world would anybody know about my show? And there are all these amazing voices and great content and great shows out there that just aren't making it to the surface because they don't have buckets of marketing dollars or industry connections. And I wanted to democratize discovery. So when you had this idea, when was this? How many years ago? Um, We had the idea for this company so long ago. So I I started it with my brother. He is my co-founder. He's a very successful serial entrepreneur. And we both listen to podcasts a lot. So we just started talking about, oh, wouldn't it be great if this existed? But I, I was busy at NBC. We have another company together called Good Shop that we were running. And then when I left MSNBC, I started doing this full time. Why did you leave MSNBC? The show was 13 years old. (laughs) It was a very (laughs) long running show. It actually, so when I was hired for this show, it was called Your Business. It was meant to be a six month show. I had just launched my other business, Good Shop. They called me, asked if I wanted to host this for six months and it went on for 13 years. So after that, it had sort of, it had sort of run its course. It was, it was time to focus on the venture that was on, on the back of your mind for, for so long. Exactly, exactly. And I had been doing two jobs, three jobs sometime for so long, for all of those years, because I launched Good Shop basically the same time we launched the show. How are you able to juggle both? Not only that, so it's so bananas when I look back on it now. So within five years, launched my show, launched my company, got married and had three kids right in a row sequentially. Like, <laughs> So when I look back on it now, it seems crazy, but at the time, you know how it is. It's like rise up to the challenge. And when you're in the middle of it, you sometimes don't know how much it is because you're just like doing, 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 right? And now it feels like how in the world did it all get done? To be clear, I had a ton of help, right? It's not like I was doing any of this by myself. Cordy and I talk about this all the time because as entrepreneurs, when there's new opportunities, it's so hard to say no and not get involved in new ventures that seem super exciting. As we were just chatting about before we started the recording, you know, Courtney and I decided to launch several new things during this pandemic. And it's like this addiction. You just keep going and figuring it out. I know. Because, well, and by the way, One of those things that you launched, I love so much, those cards for Zoom. I'm about to get them as a gift for everybody I know. They're so cool. (laughs) There's one of them. (laughs) Yeah, you get excited. I mean, that's kind of the personality of someone who starts something is you get really excited about things. And it's really hard to say, no, I don't have time for this right now. I need to concentrate on what I'm doing or I need to concentrate on my family or friends or whatever it is. 
Can you share a little bit about the process of starting Good Pods? Because a lot of our listeners are thinking about starting a business and they're just trying to figure out like, where do I start? Where do I begin? I have this really great idea. What was your first step? So Ken and I came up with the idea. We talked about it a lot. And then we hired a team of developers to, to build out MVP, right? A minimum viable product, something that we could launch and see what people thought of it. In the meanwhile, though, even before we did that, I talked to, and and throughout that whole process, I talked to, I wish I could show you my spreadsheet right now because you're not going to believe me, but I think it's something like 700 people, 700. And not just like a quick email. I mean, literally like talk on the phone or on Zoom or had coffee. And it ranged from the heads of podcast production companies, really famous podcasters, all the way to some woman in Kansas who listens to a podcast once a week, right? I talked to everyone to say, would you like this? If you think you would like it, what would you want out of it? What don't you want out of it? And then once we launched a beta version, we did the same thing. I went back to everyone and said, what do you think? And then watched how they used it. But for me, feedback is incredibly important. And it's fun for me because I love talking to people. Was there any feedback that you got that really surprised you? Not when we were building it, but after we launched it, there was nothing incredibly surprising, but we did change our roadmap a bit based on how people were using the app. So we wanted, we knew we wanted to build lists, the ability to make podcast lists early on, but we, we pushed it up because we got so many people asking us. Another thing we didn't do was I was so obsessed with this idea that you could share episodes right? You wouldn't just share a show, you'd share an actual episode. But because of that, we forgot to build the the ability to share a show. <laughs> because I was so excited about the episode idea. I was like, oh, actually, people want to share shows too. What was the process like of building the app and how long did it take? Uh, we worked with an engineering team, our engineering team and a design team. And I will be honest with you, the first design we built, it was not great. I am not a great designer. I don't have a good eye for this. And we have someone on the team who is incredible. And and because of her and the team that she leads, we have the design that we have now. But I wish we had brought her on sooner and the app launched faster. From all of the years you spent interviewing these incredible entrepreneurs and learning so many lessons, have you been able to take some of the lessons that they've shared with you into this new business? So maybe you haven't made some of the mistakes that they've shared? All of them. I mean, it's all of them. I I mean, the whole idea of listening to your customers, really, I heard that over and over and over again. And I experienced it with my last company as well also. But but the idea of just listening, I don't care who you're talking to, but just even if it's your own staff, just be quiet and listen to what people have to say. And who is your favorite interview in the in that during that time? I had so many. There's this really incredible guy in Cleveland, Ohio, who started an indoor mountain bike park. And he has, it's Ray's MTB. He has just this incredible story. He was an addict and mountain biking basically saved his life. And he wished that he could mountain bike year round. And so he went and he got this old warehouse in Cleveland and built with his own hands, like as a carpenter, right? With help from people. He built this indoor mountain bike park and now people 
from all over the world come to go mountain biking at Ray's MTB. But he was just this guy. He would have never thought he would have started his own business like this and just had this vision and did it. And there's so many stories like that I can't even tell you. And then, of course, there are people like John Foley, who's the founder of Peloton, who's one of my favorite stories, or people that I interviewed who now runs a very, very large, successful company. We just got a Peloton during the pandemic, like many people did. (laughs) You're not the only one. (laughs) Have you stayed in touch with a lot of the business owners that you had on the show over the years? I have. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. You start talking to people, you get to know their stories. We have yeah. I had a lot in common with all of these people because I too was was running a business and still am. And so you just get to be friends with them. I want to learn more about the future of Good Pod. So you you launched and now now what's next on the roadmap? You talked about having to pivot a little bit. So what is what does that look like? Well, I should show you the roadmap, right? It's like a mile long and there's so many things (laughs) that we want to do (laughs) to make it more exciting. Something we just launched today, we just sent it to the app store, was we redid our whole search page. So the idea is really that you're going to find great recommendations from people who trust. So your friends or the influencers that I mentioned earlier. But we also have this new section that I love called Good For. So if you love true crime, follow Pablo. He's good for true crime. Or you can follow Toy, who's good for wellness. And so I actually would love to put this out there to all of your listeners because they're podcast listeners. We're looking to build up these these podcast influencers. So if you're the person that all of your friends go to for whatever kind of podcast, like Stephanie, I need a meditation podcast, or you know, Courtney, you always know the best comedy. Email us, hello at Good Pods, and let us know because we want to make you front and center on the app. So for instance, I have kids who are 10, 12, and 13. I know there is some parent or some caregiver somewhere in this country who knows all of the best episodes for tweens. I want to follow that person. I love that. Yes. So you guys who are listening, if you are the expert in business podcasts or parenting podcasts or true crime podcasts, reach out to JJ. I love that. What's your favorite podcast that you're listening to right now? Oh my God. I have so many. I wish I had my phone right now. Okay. The one that I thought that I recently, (laughs) you can imagine we get so many amazing suggestions. The one that I finished a while ago, but I keep talking about because I was so obsessed with it is wind of change. Have either of you heard this one? No, it's so good. It's about this reporter who learns that the CIA might have written this song as propaganda to, I'm just going to tell you that. And the whole, the whole series is this reporter trying to figure out if in fact that's true. It's kind of a long series. It's so well told. And the song is Wind of Change by Scorpion, which you might, or you'll, you'll recognize it once you hear it. But it's, it's, this is what's so great about podcasts. The storytelling of good storytellers just sucks you in. And so I suggest that one. And this is a true story. It's true. Yeah. Okay. It's great. All right. I have to, I'm going to go on good pods and I'm going to make sure I'm following your, your recommendations on there so I can find it. Yeah. I just started listening to one called let's talk about sex S E C T S. And it's all about cults. That was last night. That was oh, you That's just surprised me right there. That's I was not sure. I did not expect you to be going that way. <laughs> Coming up. 
You'll hear how Good Pods is a true family business and the unique challenges of launching a new business during COVID-19. I want to talk about the team at Good Pods. How many people are on your team right now? You're going to laugh when I tell you the team because it started with me and my brother. So again, this is our second company together, his third. My brother's first company, just to give you some background, was called Job Track, and he started it with my mom. And so that was the first family business. And this was, this was pre-internet. It became an internet company, but my mom was a, a stay-at-home mom. My brother had just graduated college and there was no Mark Zuckerberg at that time, right? Nobody thought like, what a dream team, a just graduated from college kid and a stay-at-home mom who's never had a paying job, right? Nobody was like throwing money at them. Anyhow, so they started this company. My mom, another important note, was in her late mid-40s. No, late 40s. Stay at home, late 40s. And that company became Monster.com's biggest acquisition ever. So anyhow, so Ken and I then founded our last company, Good Shop, and now we have Good Pods together. For this company, my sister, who's one of the smartest people I know, I was like, hey, come on this call with me. I just want to hear what you think. Oh, look at this design. I just want to know what you think. <laughs> you know, next thing you know, I have like reeled her in. And so my sister works on it with us. My nephew, who's Ken's son, who has started a number of social companies, works on it. And then, you know, we all work together. And then, you know, of course, there are lots of people who are not Rambergs as well. But it's fun because we get to have this family, true family business. What is it like working with your family? Give us, give us the, the dirt. <laughs> there is not that much. We get along really well. And so we wouldn't have done it again if we hadn't. So, you know, again, my, my brother worked with my mom. I worked with my brother. Now all of us are working together and my other brother helps out too. And my dad had a company with his dad. So we have figured out a way in our family. It's been sort of seamless to blend personal life and work life. That's amazing. I feel like you don't hear that too often. What do you do when there's a disagreement? There never is a disagreement that raises to the level of like a big fight. There's definitely things that we will disagree saying, oh, I think the, you know, I think we should do this next. Or Ken will say, I think we should do that next. That happens all the time. That's just normal. But one of us will give in or one of us will convince the other. It doesn't, we don't really get mad at each other about this kind of stuff. How have you divided up responsibilities between the three of you? Or I guess the four of you, your nephew too. Yeah. <laughs> Who does what? <laughs> he does. And he's really important because he's, he's of a different generation and sees things a lot differently than, as are other people on our team, which is incredibly important, especially when building out a social app. As you guys know, that's your world. But it's, you've gotta, you have to see it through all different kinds of points of view. And so Owen is really great at that. My sister is really good at design and working with our head of product. And that is something that I will tell you right now, I am not good at at all. I don't, I'm not detailed like that. But there are lots of things that we all do together. We all have marketing ideas. We all have product ideas. We have meetings every single day on Zoom. So we really all chime in on everything. Were you working remotely before the pandemic? We were. So the pandemic for us did not change that much about the way we work. I was already on Zoom all day long anyhow. And so, and not only with each other, but also with other people that we were working with. So that, that was an easy transition for us. Lots of people are working from home right now for 
well, I w- would say the first time, but it's been about eight months now. Uh, what tips do you have for people who are going to continue to work from home over the next several months? Yeah, oh, I don't know. What tips do they have for me? <laughs> um, so what I try and do is I separate out a space for myself, but that has been creeping into the space where everyone works. I try and make it really... Here's one tip I have for anyone who has kids. I have made time and I put it on my calendar every day where I take time off during the day when my kids have their breaks and I just block it in my calendar so that they feel my, my daughter has a break every day at 1115 every day at 1115 in my calendar it says clover break so that I have a break with her so it doesn't feel for her like oh mom's always working and she's not there for me and even if I can only do it for 15 minutes, it is meaningful. I've seen the difference. And it's meaningful for me too, so I don't feel like I'm always shooing people out of the room so that I can work. That's definitely a really good tip. My daughter is a bit younger. She's 16 months, so she doesn't have the school breaks right now, but I've been trying to do the same thing and just going downstairs and having lunch with her and really getting to embrace having this extra time that I wouldn't have had before. So I think that's a really great tip. I know it's funny. I mean, part of me just thinks, oh, I can't wait until they're back in school and I get my whole day back, right, where I start and I have uninterrupted time and I can work even if I'm still going to be at home. And part of me is going to miss so much this time where we all get to have lunch together and they're around all the time. And I don't know, it's, it, it'll be a mixed blessing. Well, actually, it'll be great when they go back. <laughs> Did that back. Speaking of this time, how has or has COVID-19 impacted your business? Well, we launched right after the quarantine began. And so that was very interesting and required a lot of conversations on our side because you have to take ourselves back to those early days, right? When we knew people who we were get, who were getting sick. We knew people who had loved ones who passed away. Everyone was really scared at the time. And so we had to say to ourselves, like, is this the time that we should be launching a company? Is this the correct, is it, is it appropriate right now? Does the world need this? And so we had a lot of kind of soul searching conversations with the whole team at that point. And what we decided is it, it had already been out in beta before. So we had been users of Good Pods. And we decided it's actually been great for us to have during this time because we found that sharing podcasts with each other was a really nice thing to have while we were all separated from each other. It was great to get have something positive that we were sharing or, by the way, just information sharing through podcasts. And also with my kids... I would see that my son would listen to something and then my daughter would listen to it because he listened to it. And then we'd talk about it at dinner. So we decided, actually, we do think we're putting something that is in this particular time relevant to what people need or want. And so we ended up launching. Now, obviously, a lot differently than we would have had the world not turned upside down. So we also had to change our launch plan, but we ended up launching. So that's how it affected us pretty significantly. What was your launch strategy or marketing strategy that you ended up going out with and did it work? It did. We, it was just a lot more quiet, right? That it wasn't like, see what your friends are listening to exclamation point, exclamation point, right? It just, it wasn't right for the time. It was, it was more about sharing this, you know, having something to connect with people on 
and discovering new things when you have this time of uncertainty and, and you really wanted to turn to either information or entertainment. And so we launched quietly and we launched with a group of people that we knew and we launched with some influencers talking about it, but that was it. And then we watched it really grow organically, which was very heartening and very fun to see made us feel great that we were we were right in launching. And what was really neat is that we saw that our thesis was kind of turning out to be true. So early on, we saw under the radar podcasts get passed on from person to person to person. So of course, you know, there were people who were listening to the daily or, you know, crime junkie, other big ones. But there were some very under-the-radar episodes of podcasts that just went viral. So there was one earlier on, I think it was called You've Got to Calm Down, I think was the name of the podcast. And if I'm remembering correctly, the episode was just five minutes of white noise. (laughs) Tells you a little bit about the time. And that got passed from person to person to person to person. Now we've seen that happen a zillion times. But to see it early on was very, very affirming. That must be so rewarding, just knowing that your hard work and everything that you thought was going to become a reality actually did. It's so cool. It's, I remember there's this documentary about Sting called Bring on the Night. And he says this one thing where he was in a motel and someone in the housekeeping staff, I might be butchering the story a little bit. Somebody on the housekeeping staff, he was coming out of the room, was whistling one of his songs And that's, it was like the biggest moment for him, right? And I have had this happen since then where I've been somewhere and someone's like, oh, she's the co-founder of Good Pods. And they're like, Good Pods? Wait, the app or blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you know what it is, right? And so, you know, that happened really early on. and, And then, you know, oh, this is, I'm doing something that is worth it. What is the ultimate goal for Good Pods? And how are you going to monetize Ultimately, we hope to be the place where people discover podcasts, right? I mean, I said it before, but there are 40 million podcast episodes out there and it's too hard to discover it all yourself to, to dig through all of those. You really need guides, right? And who better to be your guide than a good friend or an expert or an influencer that you trust? And so... Really, that is, that's our goal here. We want to raise up voices that are unheard right now, but that should be heard. And we want listeners to not have to, like I was doing, spend 20 minutes of their 40-minute runtime searching for a new podcast to listen to. I want to go say, Courtney, listen to this. I trust Courtney. Play, right? So that's the goal. And we have all kinds of features and partnerships that we are working on right now that we will be adding over the next many months to make this all happen. Can you share any upcoming partnerships that are coming up? I can't, unfortunately. (laughs) Uh, We've got some really exciting ones, but I'll tell you one exciting thing that happened in the past, which is that the other day, Kim Kardashian West posted about Good Pods on her social media, which was really, really exciting for us because boy, does she have a lot of influence and a lot of followers. And she listens to a lot of really neat stuff because she's so involved in criminal justice reform. And so a lot of, again, these great podcasts that people might not have been introduced to suddenly got listened to because people started following her on Good Pods. And so that was pretty incredible and special for us when she posted about Good Pods. I was going to say, we know she charges a lot of money for a post. So what was the impact when she, when she posted to your business? Did people, did you see downloads go up right away? 
We did. So we're working with a lot of influencers, but they're not paid relationships. I mean, people really love podcasts. Mm-hmm. And it's so, so a lot of people are really interested in this because they also, they see the problem also out there and they, they too want to get content on. And so, so that's why people are doing that. But yes, the impact of Kim Kardashian posting a, about it was just download, 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 download oh, the whole time. It was, it was, it was. Were a you just staring thing. at your phone for hours? <laughs> it's like a slot machine, right? You just keep refreshing it. And uh... <laughs> it, it was a very fun day to watch our stats. And then, of course, because it's social media, then it just builds from there because then those people tell their friends and they tell their friends, they tell their friends. And so it was great. Well, running a social media agency, we definitely know the power of influencer marketing because we're running influencer campaigns for brands all of the time. So aside from Kim, who are some of the other influencers who have really made a big impact when they have started sharing about Good Pods? Well, I'll tell you some of the people who are on Good Pods. So because I find you've got to find the people who you are interested in following, right? Like any social media. So Dan Harris, he he's uh, on ABC News, but he also has the 10% Happier podcast and app and the company. And so I like following people like him, right? To see what else he's listening to. Gretchen Rubin, I really I love, love her. All I love her too, right? And she has her podcast about happier, being happy. And so I am really interested in what else she's listening to. And so I really like following them, not only because of their own podcast, but just because I find them interesting. I want to know. I, I like I like seeing what else Gwyneth Paltrow is listening to, frankly, right? Beyond and and the things from Goop that she's pulling out also. Yeah, I'm curious to see what she's listening to too. I'm gonna have to go on there and check her out. <laughs> yeah. And you know who else I really love is Toure. Do you know him? He I used to work with him on MSNBC. He had a great podcast also and listens to some interesting stuff. Is there a lesson you wish you knew when you first started this business? that maybe you've learned now in the past year? It's interesting. I think we are so in the middle of this right now that, I don't know, I will say this is the second company that I've I've worked on with my brother. And one thing I learned from Ken early on, he was really my co-founder and my mentor because he had already started and exited a very successful business, is really just about being an honest person, right? And being a good partner. I don't necessarily, I don't mean to me, I mean, we are good partners, of course, and we're siblings, but I mean to your partners, be a human being with them, right? Work together to make make things happen. Be honest when things don't go exactly as planned. Those are such good pieces of advice. Yeah, I found it because, you know, when I was younger, my instinct might have been like, you know, make everything buttoned up and, and make everything seem so perfect. But the truth is nothing is perfect, right? I mean, we have stuff happen. My last company and this company are technology companies and we are building things all of the time and they're going to be bugs. And I think it's best to just be honest about it and say, sorry, we are working on this. We are trying our hardest. We're going to fix this. And so you do it with your customers, you do it with your partners, and you do it internally with your, your fellow co-founders and staff. Have you always had that attitude towards problems in a business or did something happen where you, you learned to, to just kind of roll with the punches? Well, I think I learned it really early on watching Ken and just watching how he interacted with people. And so I, it, and, and I watched how it worked like, oh, wow, that, yeah, that's exactly, that's exactly how you should talk. Like you are an ethical human being. And so you should be one, right? Up next, 
how JJ has connected with mentors over the years, and the importance of getting honest feedback and listening to it. We ask you in this last segment, at the very end of the episode, we will say, where can everyone find you, follow you? So we'll definitely recap that at the end. But any other questions or or any stories you want to tell, maybe something you've never shared before on a podcast? JJ, what would our listeners be most surprised to learn about you? <laughs> I, I don't know if this, this counts anymore on Zoom, but because now like the curtain's been lifted, right? But for 13 years, and I worked at MSNBC and CNN before that, and then those days you get a makeup room and I had to dress nice every day. And so I think people might have been surprised at the fact that my hair beyond that was never not in a ponytail. I, I never learned actually how to brush my hair nicely or put on my own makeup or anything like that. Now that, now that there's Zoom, I think, you know, the, the jig is up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Well, you look amazing. Yeah, you look, you look great. Well, thank you. What do you like to do for fun when you're not working? We just got a trampoline. <laughs> so, yeah, we, my kids have been begging for a trampoline. And so we just moved to Los Angeles from Brooklyn. And so we can have one now. And so that is what I've been doing in a lot of my free time is bouncing on the trampoline, which is so fun. That is so fun. I used to do gymnastics. And I remember doing back handsprings on trampolines and then the next day being so sore. Were you sore the first time you were jumping on there? By the way, it's also exhausting. Yes, it's so much. Yeah, there's a whole trampoline fitness company in New York. I think they're only based in New York. It's called The Nest and I've done it before. And it's, it is really hard. So hard, it's so hard. It's a really good workout. I need like the Peloton of trampolines, right? So I have someone or the mirror for trampolines where someone can, I bet I could find this online where someone does a class that I could follow. That's what yeah, this it's is, called, the Nest. It's called yeah. The Nest. Yeah, you could do it. You get your own trampoline. They give you a class and it's a trampoline exercise class. Do you think they have something online that I can follow? Maybe, right? I'll send it. Yeah, I'll send it to you. They do digital. They do digital classes. Perfect. Okay. That's coming up next. I'm going to be in the best shape when we talk. Yeah, there you go. Also, (laughs) also female founder. (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) So does your family live in California? How did you decide to make the move out there from New York? We do. I'm from Los Angeles. My husband's from Northern California. And so we, we basically just moved home pre COVID decision. That was a pre COVID decision. My poor children, we left New York on March 14th on a family vacation. And then because of everything that was going on in Brooklyn, we ended up staying where we were. And then we moved to Los Angeles. So these poor kids didn't know that when they left for a you know spring break that they would never see their friends again. Like it just oh kills my me. Gosh. I know. And so now we moved to LA where school's virtual. Uh, it's been a whole thing. So on top of launching this, I mean, we're all dealing with this, right? We all have things going on with our families and our kids or our parents at the same time as doing whatever our jobs are. Yeah, it definitely has not been easy, but such great learning lessons and experiences. And I feel like we, all of us on this podcast have moved over the, the course of the past few months. So making the best of it all. Exactly. Yeah. And it's something new, right? It's it's, it's exciting to get to be some place up different. Do you have a favorite quote or personal mantra that you live by? Well, my mom, oh, when we were little, so my mom was this amazing person. I told you guys her story early on. She would, she gave us all the book, The Little 
engine that could. And then my dad <laughs> gave us the book. And I mean, literally in this house, I probably have 50 of those books right behind me in the bookshelf. And so she was like, I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, which was her mantra. And so it was really passed down to all of us. And actually my niece who just graduated from high school, she, in, in her, the speech that she gave to her graduating class, she talked about it too. I think I can, I think I can. So really, I mean, we may as well have it all tattooed into every Ramberg's arm. <laughs> I love that. Have you had any mentors over the years? I know, of course, your brother, but but anyone else who's really taken you under your wing and mentored you throughout your career journey? You know, it's funny. So when I was at MSNBC, they did something with LinkedIn where they had MSNBC anchors and correspondents write articles. And so the one they asked me to write was, who was your mentor? And they handed it to me and I literally like broke out in hives <laughs> because... <laughs> or felt like I was going to, because I'd always had this thing about thinking I never had a mentor, right? I didn't have that person who in college like plucked me out, or I had this deep relationship with who followed me through my career my entire life. And I was like, I can't write this article. I'm, you know, I'm an anchor on MSNBC. I can't write an article saying I have no mentors. <laughs> you know, I've always felt pretty badly about it. And so I had to really think, and I realized I've actually had tons of mentors, right? It wasn't just this one person. It was different people through different parts of my life, right? So when I first started my career, I was the receptionist for NBC Nightly News. And there was a woman named Cheryl Gould, who was a producer of Nightly News at this incredible woman. And she, at that moment, gave me so much amazing advice, right? And then when I worked for Dateline NBC, there was this woman named Lisa Shaw and Polly Powell and Amy Rosenberg, who were these older than I was women who were much further along in their careers. And they helped me so much in my career at that point. And so I've just, I've had different people at different times. I love that. What was some of the advice that they would share with you back then? Well, I love the one from Cheryl. So, so my first job was I was the receptionist for NBC Nightly News. I was the temp receptionist for Nightly News. And Cheryl said, look, I know you want one of these other jobs, assistant producer or whatever, but the job you have is you are the receptionist and you better treat that job as if it is the most important job in the entire building because it is, right? That job needs to get done, and so you gotta do it well. And so I took on, you know, I, I mean, you may as well thought I was the president of NBC. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, there is a message here, and I'm going to put it in the, those days we wrote messages on pink slips and put it in this rolly thing, like, you know, I, I revamped the whole system, so I changed the labeling. <laughs> it's like, everyone, the messages are going out differently now. <laughs> But it worked, right? Because then when a job opening came up, then people knew that I was somebody who was responsible and cared and they could trust to do whatever job they gave me. And if you can give our Entreprenista audience one piece of essential business advice, what would it be? Again, I'm going to repeat what I said before, but it's just listen, right? Mm -hmm. Listen, you, you might think that you have the best idea or the best product. And by the way, your husband or wife or kids or best friends and parents might tell you the same thing, but try and, try and get honest feedback from people who you think will be honest with you because things aren't always great, that, that, as great as you have conjured up in your mind. And so you really need to have feedback and, and listen to it. Doesn't mean that every feed, piece of feedback is correct, right? But if you're hearing the same thing over and over again, 
don't create a fantasy in your mind that makes it that, that gives you the opportunity to not listen to it. That's such good advice. And finally, what does being an entrepreneurista mean to you? Being an entrepreneurista, you know, I guess following your dreams or doing having an idea and just going after it. But I don't I don't think it has to be starting your own company, right? There are all kinds of ways that we do it in our personal lives as spouses, friends, parents. It, it is just, it's about having an idea and following through with it, right? It's not just a company. It's, you could have an idea at work and follow through with it. That is so true. Thank you for sharing your story and your journey. We cannot wait to continue to follow everything that happens with Good Pods. I predict it is going to be the success story like the next Instagram. So we are going to be actively using it and sharing it with all of our friends, our listeners. So you guys be sure to download Good Pods in the App Store and start following Entreprenista, follow JJ and all of the other fun business shows that you guys might be interested in. JJ, where can everyone personally find you, follow you, and of course, download Good Pods? You can download Good Pods from the App Store or the Google Play Store or go to goodpods.com. And you can follow me and Good Pods, JJ Ramberg, on all social media and Good Pods on all social media. Amazing. JJ, thank you so much. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Courtney. And this is the best business meeting we've ever had. You can connect with us at socialflyny.com and follow us on Instagram at entrepreneurs. Check out all our latest episodes at entrepreneurspodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.